Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. so much jesse for being with us yeah i'm happy to be here <laughs> I, I you just told me you're in athens georgia did you grow up in athens georgia is this where you grew up uh no i'm originally from columbus georgia which is about three hours south from athens um but i went to school at uga um and i've moved around a lot but i ended up coming back to athens just couldn't stay away <laughs> so is athens georgia like a very you know, I feel like there are some places like where my brother lives. He lives in Silver Spring, Maryland. And I feel like there's just a vibe to it that everybody is sort of more eco-friendly. Everybody is just more conscientious about the planet and their part in it all. Whereas where I live, it's not like that at all. I mean, I think we have like a Whole Foods, but people go to Whole Foods because they want to, they want like their keto, is that even right? Keto or whatever they're eating, you know, their paleo. I can't even say the words. Um, but not be, I, I don't think it's as much about sustainability. Were, did you grow up like being sustainable and eco-friendly? Um, no, not at all. Um, so where I'm from, Columbus, is, yeah, kind of like what you're saying. Um, I don't even think there is a Whole Foods in Columbus. It's like you know, Winn-Dixie, Walmart, that kind of thing. Um, and so I grew up in Columbus. Um, Athens is more sustainable, sustainably conscious, I guess. Um, but that might be because it's a college town. So there's a lot of young people here. And so um, I do feel lucky that we kind of have this little oasis um, where a lot of places in Georgia are not at all sustainably minded. Um, and so I feel lucky to have that. Um, but yeah, I did not grow up doing you know, anything related to sustainability. Um, and so this has all been just stuff that I've learned myself, like through the years that I've just kind of experimented with until I've found things that work for me. So. Wow. So you didn't, your, your parents, you didn't grow up in a household that was like, no, no. definitely not. Uh, no, not at all. Like, right. It, it, I mean, it's funny because I don't even think a lot of people that um, follow me like on Instagram and thing know that um, years ago, before I even was at all into sustainability, um, I was the marketing girl for a fast food chicken restaurant, which is like the complete opposite Stop of what I'm it. doing now. You know, like now I'm like no single use plastics and I was selling single use plastics. So it's a completely different thing. Um, and, you know, once you know better, you do better. So, right. Yeah. So how did it evolve for you? I'm so interested as somebody who, like, I, I think you follow me on Instagram. You see, my life is like, it's a shit show. I mean, you know, all, like, we're good human beings trying our best and everything. But I can't, I can't organize my life in a way that is, I always feel like 
once I try to do that kind of thing, like to be more sustainable and everything, more crap just comes into my house. And, uh, you know, and, and there's no time and there's like a thousand excuses and there's certain things we're, we're good about. But I think a lot of the audience, a lot of our audience is like me and that we want to do well. It just seems it seems unattainable and it seems so hard. Um, and then obviously you look at, you know, sites like yours and, um, and Instagram accounts like yours and you're like, oh yeah, maybe it's not that hard, but actually putting it into play is hard. So how did that happen for you? Like what was the evolution there? Um, well, so for me, um, I really started getting into eco-friendly living and things like that. Um, when I first moved to my own place, I, you know, I lived with my parents. I'd moved around a lot. I lived in a lot of apartments, but I finally, when I was living in Houston, I rented a small little house with a backyard. Um, and I thought it would be fun to try to grow some vegetables. And I was, you know, what's composting? Let me figure this out. And it started there and it started in the house that I lived in was a tiny yellow bungalow. And so that's why my website is tiny yellow bungalow because that's where everything started for me. It was just um, from there, I guess that was six years ago, seven years ago. And it was just experiments from there. It was like, okay, how do we grow carrots? Let's try, you know, how do we compost? Let's figure it out. Um, I'm going to try to make bread at home, like different things like that. And for me, yes, it did feel overwhelming. And that in the beginning, I was like, I'm going to do everything. You know, I want to be the most you know, eco-conscious as I can be. And what I've learned now is that you just, you know, nobody's perfect. You just gotta have to do what you can um, and do what is sustainable for your own life. You know, like you said, like you're have a busy life and you try to do what you can and it feels frustrating when you can't do everything. Um, and I think what you have to realize is that you don't have to do everything. You just have to do something. Um, there is, I don't know, I'm not sure if you follow her, but, um, her name is zero waste chef. And she says that we need a lot of people doing, uh, zero waste eco-friendly living, um, imperfectly instead of a few people doing it perfectly. Um, we just need a lot of people just trying, just try something. <laughs> right. It's not an all or nothing. And I think that's how some of us look at it is it's like an all or nothing. And we're imposters if we're not doing it completely correctly. I mean, the people in my life who I know who are like my, my sister-in-law and my brother are amazing at being sustainable. Like they're so good at it. And I love that my kids get to see it when they go visit them or when we're all like, you know, renting a beach house together or whatever, like they become so conscientious about it. Whereas at home, we're not as conscientious, but I do think it's also a different kind of personality. And she was sort of raised that way. But because of her, I definitely do more than I than I used to. Um, but I think that the first thing to to start with is like for those of us who are so far from being where you are, from so far, you know, we're just regular moms who are just trying to get through the day and we're, and, you know, a lot of people are working or we're, you know, we're doing virtual learning. We're doing all the things that when we go to reach for something to dry off the counter, we want it to be paper towels because we want to throw it in the garbage and we don't want to create more. And, you know, we're not doing cloth diapers because it's a lot more work. It just all seems like so much more work. So where do we start? Um, so what I would say would be to just pick one thing. Like, you know, maybe not cloth diapering. That's huge. <laughs> that's mm -hmm. like, that's a whole thing. And that's especially hard, you know, 
those first few months, postpartum months, it's like, you can't, you know, you can't even think straight. So like, maybe not start there, maybe start somewhere else. Like, um, you know, let me try a shampoo bar or, you know what, how about we try bamboo toothbrushes this time? Like, let's see how we like those. Um, and not making it a stressful thing of being like, you know, oh, my hair is oily now. I can't work. Okay. Well try something else, you know, um, try not eating meat one day a week, you know, just say every, every Friday night, we're going to make some kind of vegetarian dish or something. Um, we've gotten really accustomed in the United States to having meat, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and just be like, you know, three mornings a week, we're not eating something that has an animal product in it or something like that. Um, and just starting really small and, and adding things as you feel comfortable, or if you feel like something isn't sustainable for your own life, like you said, you know, maybe cloth diapering isn't for you. We did uh, cloth diapering for my son, but in when he got a little bit older into the nights, he was peeing through the cloth diapers at night. And I was like, I'm not going to wash the sheets every single night. We're going to have to do disposable at night. And I said, you know, that's what's sustainable for us. That's what we're going to do. So we cloth diaper during the day and we did the disposables at night. And it was just a relief for me to know that I'm doing the best I can. And so, yeah, I think that what you need to do is just pick one thing, start there and realize that you don't have to do it all. Just pick one thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the meat thing is a, a big deal because we I think we don't even realize how much. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Like, what is it about meat? Because like you said, I mean, I, we just ate burgers at my house last night. It was chicken the night before. I mean, that just seems to be our just our diet, especially as Americans. And I think a lot of, you know, countries in the world are like that. What, what is, what is it about that, that makes it that we want to reduce it? Um, so I think you're right. Uh, like growing up, it was always like a piece of meat and two vegetables, you know, some bread, like that's just what we're accustomed to thinking that we have to have for each meal. Um, because it's been ingrained in our heads that we need protein and the only place to get it is meat. Um, but meat is really um, resource intensive. So the land required to have to, you know, raise cattle, the water, the food that you have to feed them, all these things, you know, rather than feeding all these cattle grain, you could have fed a lot of people with that. Or, um, you know, there's tons of deforestation in the Amazon forest that is caused because we're trying to clear out land, clear out trees because we need more space for cattle. Um, and the Amazon forest is the lungs of the whole planet. So it's really bad if we do that. And so um, basically you're, you're, the, the carbon footprint is a lot smaller if you're eating plants rather than meat. And the point is that you can actually get just as much protein and you know fiber and all the important things that you need from plants as well. And so I think it's hard because like you said, we're just kind of assumed that that's what we need and we've been raised that way. Um, and I started trying to reduce meat in my life, mostly because um, when I was starting all this like eco-friendly journey, I was like, okay, I'm gonna eat sustainably sourced meat. And I realized that it was expensive Yeah. and it was uh, hard to find. I was like, you know, how were these cattle raised? Like, I don't really know. And so for me, I just felt like it was easier to just, say, oh, well, okay, I'll just won't eat it because I'm having a hard time deciding. Like, I can't know really where did that meat come from. So I'm just going to, you know, try to eat vegetables instead. And it was just a lot easier and cheaper for me. And that's why I went that way. Um, I know a lot of people that reduce, you know, or they don't eat meat uh, for ethical reasons, but mostly mine was uh, sustainable reasons and um, 
yeah, I just felt it was cheaper that way. <laughs> right. But you're saying that you don't, even if you don't want to become a vegetarian, I mean, yeah. uh, first of all, my, my daughter, if she's not eating meat, she's, you know, she doesn't, she doesn't eat that many things. So you're not, you're not saying you have to become vegetarian or vegan or it just to reduce it. But what about like, for me, I say, okay, so one night a week, we won't meet meat. Am I really making any kind of an impact with that? Yes. Because think about if every single house is saying that one day a week, we're not eating meat. It's kind of like how with the COVID stuff, you know, everybody stayed home and, you know, the carbon emissions went down by a huge amount because everyone was staying at home. And if just one person had stayed at home, it wouldn't have made an impact. But if we all did that, then it would. So that's why I feel bad when people feel like, oh, you know, I can't make a difference, you know, just, you know, using a reusable straw or whatever. I'm like, yes, you can't, you can make a huge impact because your one decision, if we all made that one decision, it's, it's huge. It's, it makes such a big impact. And so I don't ever feel like there's too small of a change that you can make. Like just, you know, you eat at least three times a day or snacks during the day too. So that's how many times that you can decide to make a better choice. And so it doesn't have to be, oh, I'm not ever eating any kind of animal product. It can be like today I'm not or tomorrow I'm not. Or, um, you know, some people do um, what is it? Vegan, vegan January. I don't know. They pick like one month and they're like, we're going to challenge our family to all cook just vegan food. And I don't know. That's fun. And it makes a difference. So. Yeah, especially if you say to your kids, this is why we're doing it and this is how we're helping and everything. Totally. It For me, I, I was talking about paper towels. My family goes through paper towels like it's insanity. So I did decide a few months ago that I was going to buy the unpaper towels, the, the wrap. And, I, and I've been using them, but it's sort of like what you said about the diapers. I've been using them when it works for me. Like my son had a whole bunch of friends out back the, like last weekend. And I was like, there's no, I have to use paper towels right now. <laughs> and I did, but I am certainly noticing that we're going through less. I don't use the unpaper towels all the time, but I'm using them, you know, maybe 40 to 50% of the time. So, you know, I, I think that people feel like there's an all or nothing. And that's where a lot of it comes into play is that like, you're either eco-friendly or you're not, but it doesn't really work like that. No, definitely not. Um, and with the paper towels thing, I totally agree. Um, I think everyone should have like an emergency paper towel roll. Like we, I don't remember the last time we bought paper towels, but I think everyone should have an emergency stash for those like nasty things like that. You just, you need paper towels. You're throwing it. Yeah. You're not putting down your washing machine. Okay. Like having eight 13 year old boys in your backyard. <laughs> yeah. That is when you're like, okay, I just need to use these. Right. Um, but yeah, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. You know, it could be paper towels. It could be, um, you know, cloth napkins or like we use, um, instead of using, uh, disposable tissues, we use handkerchiefs. And so it can be different things. Like, uh, just pick one thing and start there. And it's not like you're then using, because then you're doing more wash and everything. What is it? It's not that then you're just using more, um, more water and all that stuff. So it doesn't cancel each other out that you're now washing all the, all this other stuff instead of throwing stuff out. Like, is, is it, there is, I don't know the exact number, but it's like, you need to use the unpaper towel a certain amount of times for it to make it sustainable compared to the paper towel. 
and I don't know the number. I'm sure if you Google that, you could see what it says. But um, it's yeah, it's something like you know, if you use this paper towel a hundred times, then you've you know made it more sustainable than using a disposable. Um, uh, but also just saving money. I feel like uh, you probably will notice it that if you stop buying rolls of paper towels and you'll see that it's a lot cheaper in the long run. Um, in the beginning, there's an investment, you know, having to buy the unpaper towels in the beginning, but if you keep them for years and years, then um, it really is cheaper in the long run, I feel like. Right. What about for people who say, okay, I want to do this, but I can't get my partner on board? Like people who, you know, when I first bought the unpaper towels, I'm not going to lie, Adam laughed at me. He's like, okay, yeah, you're going <laughs> to use this. And I was like, I am. I really feel bad about there are certain things I will never give up. I, I mean, maybe I will. I shouldn't say that. Maybe I will. You know, but there are certain things that I probably won't give up. But I but there are certain things that like like the guilt that I have about certain things. I feel like I have to make that change. And he did. He laughed at me. And then when I started using them, he was sort of like, oh, OK, I'm, I'm impressed. And not that I'm using them all the time, but. But I, I think that he sort of feels like it's one more thing that's going to be a pain in the ass and we already don't have enough time in our house and we're already spending too much money and now we got to buy these products that are – how do you convince them that it's worth it? Well, I feel like um, sustainability doesn't have to be one thing. And although I focus a lot on individual actions, like – because I'm just – I like seeing seeing the difference that I'm making. So, like, yeah, I see the paper towel. I see that I'm not throwing this away. Um, but you know, my husband, he's, he's not like, Oh, let's try out the latest shampoo bar. He's like, you know, of course he's happy to do whatever experiment I throw at him. I'm like, we're composting now. And he's like, okay, Jesse, sounds great. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I gave him, uh, like a natural deodorant and he was like, this is not cutting it for me. And I was like, okay, cool. Go buy, whatever, go buy whatever you want. I'm not gonna be like, well, you're using it because it's better for the environment. Um, I'm like, you know, pick your battles and, uh, he will use the unpaper towels, but there might be, you know, he, he eats meat and I'm like, you know what, that's fine. I'm not going to cook it at home, but you're welcome to eat it. Like we just have to compromise. Um, and sometimes it can be that maybe your partner doesn't want to do the small changes, you know, that you have to make at home. You could make, you know, there's systemic change that needs to be done as well. So like voting for people that are going to make a difference, like people that are going to make big change or donating to a cause that, you know, they can make a big change. We can do a lot on our own, but also we need systemic change as well. And so maybe your partner doesn't want to use the bar soap or the bamboo toothbrush, but he might want to do something else. Um, plant some trees in the yard or try gardening or, or you know, support an ethical clothing brand or something. There's there's lots of different aspects to sustainability and I don't feel like it has to be the products in your home. It can be, um, and I like that. That's what I focus on, but um, there's just, it's just huge and there's so many different things it can be, you know. Um, my husband was like, I want to learn about solar power, you know, like solar panels and stuff. And I'm like, that's not something I care about right now because that seems expensive. And he's like, but we should look at it. We should just see what, you know, see what the cost is and learn about it. And so um, I think it's cool that he is willing to kind of go with what I'm going, you know, go with what I'm doing, but also I, we have our own boundaries. So. Yeah. I, I, I think that, that it gets easier as you keep 
going, right? Because it seems so hard, but then things start to, like you were talking about natural deodorant. Well, my my whole family, we used natural deodorant. We started a few years ago. And in the beginning, I we all said that it's not cutting it. But, you know, I... I have certain things that like I'll listen to the people around me who are sustainable about and they'll tell me like this is something you absolutely have to do and that was one of the things that they, you know they they told me whether or not that is one of them I don't know but now it's like total second nature and maybe everybody else smells us but I don't think we smell <laughs> and I feel better like I feel better knowing that my 13 year old and my 15 year old are putting those things on Granted, they're also using, you know, suave shampoo, which is not, you know, they're not, we're not going the full route, but those little things, you know, we are, are making a difference. Yes, they matter. All of that matters. Even if it's not doing every single thing, it's, it matters and that helps. If you follow me on Instagram, you've seen that I was so fed up and feeling so guilty about how many rolls of paper towels my family was going through each week that I've searched for something and I found these amazing unpaper towels, which are so versatile that I use them to clean all of the kitchen, pots, pans, spills, and they get more absorbable over time. Plus, we had company over a few weeks ago, and I used the unpaper towels as napkins. They looked so cute on the table, and I am in love with them. You put them right on the paper towel roll, just like paper towels, and they unravel perfectly like regular paper towels without all the waste. I visited Zero Waste Store to order them, and I fell in love with Zero Waste Store. They sell a wide variety of natural, organic, and low-waste products. They ship 100% plastic-free and zero waste. Everything they sell is sustainably sourced and made with ethical practices. They also have a philanthropic heart and donate thousands of dollars per year. Their mission is to educate and inspire others to live a more sustainable life. They sell everything from makeup to pet care, beauty supplies, and their incredible shampoo and conditioner bars, which I am now obsessed with also. Smell, I swear to God, like sunshine mixed with heaven. That's the only way I can even to describe it. And the results are just as good as any other shampoo and conditioner I've ever used, maybe better. The website is arranged in such a way that it makes it easy to shop. What better way to celebrate Earth Day than to buy from a small business that's doing such an awesome job educating people and making the world a little greener and more sustainable? Head to zerowastestore.com and put in promo code MNM10 for your 10% off your order. That's zerowastestore.com, promo code MNM10 for 10% off your order this Earth Day. Go celebrate by buying yourself some awesome eco-friendly gear. Also, some of it too is just like forming habits and then just make, like you said, it's just, it's just part of y'all's routine. Y'all all use natural deodorant. That was like when we did do cloth diapers, my husband, he'd never changed a diaper before. So I'm like, we're doing cloth diapers. And he just assumed this is what diapering is because he'd never done, he'd never used any other kind of diaper before. And so I was like, well, this is just what we're doing. And he just went with it, uh, which was kind of cool. Um, just and that's going to be your son too. Your son is not going to know. You said you have a three-year-old and he's sort of just going to be, that's going to be second nature for him. Even though my kids didn't start, you know, my daughter was already using deodorant when I made her switch and she's sort of like, you know, now that's what she's going to do. She's going to go out. So it, it wasn't like it was too late. Maybe there are some things that are, 
But if you start introducing them like now that I mean, I use the on paper towels like uh, I'm some kind of like model citizen, but, you know, talk about them like that. But at the same time, that was a big change for us. And um, yeah, so um, I wanted to ask about kids and how we can teach them to be more sustainable at all ages, you know, because in my house, like we we're very politically active in so many ways. We are not great about the planet. Um, you know, we, it's not that we don't care. It just isn't, hasn't been one of our main focuses. So how can we make that a main focus or more of a focus? Um, well, I think having a toddler, it's a lot easier because he just has to do what I say. And which I think is kind of cool. Like you were saying, you know, these are just things that we do at our house. They're normal for him. Like he's, he probably thinks that every house has a compost. Like he just thinks that everybody composts because he did, you know, so he probably thinks everybody does that. Um, and so I feel like it's pretty easy for small children to teach them about sustainability, but I'm sure as they get older, um, it's probably tougher. Um, I do feel like it's setting that like foundation of just, you know, teaching them this is what we do. But if you're starting later, um, make it an educational thing for the whole family. Like, you know, hey, why don't, let's, let's see, you know, why don't we try to grow some tomatoes and just, let's just see how it goes. And that can be really fun. Just, and if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, but it's, it's fun. And it's something newer, like composting too, you know, let, who wants to try composting? Let's see what it's like. Who wants to read about uh, what can we compost? What can't we compost? Um, let's try setting up a bin in our backyard and see how it goes. Um, and kind of making it a learning experience for everyone together, I think is good. Um, and then also just realizing that you can't force people to do things that they don't want to do. Like yeah. um, you're just setting the foundation and hoping that they grow up to be good humans that want to take care of the planet. Um, so just do the best you can. For the composting, is there like, are there like kits for beginners you can buy or something? Because it seems like such a huge endeavor to start composting but we got so many I mean I got so many questions about composting I think it's something that's so interesting to people but it it really does seem hard like is there I mean is there anything you recommend for someone who's interested in starting but just doesn't know where to start with composting um well I think composting probably seems a lot harder than it is once you get started um there are lots of different kinds of composting that you do can do but um, for example, we have a, a compost tumbler in our backyard and it's just this big bin on a wheel um, and you just put your vegetable scraps in there um, and paper scraps in there. Um, there's tons of stuff that you can compost. Like I, if I get my hair cut, I put hair, like you can put hair in the compost uh -huh. and you just let it sit. You have to like spin the tumbler once a week because um, you sits and basically all you're wanting it to do is heat up and then it breaks down. Um, and so there is really not a lot of work. There's just, you just need to have a space in your yard to put it and it's enclosed. So I know people worry, oh, is it going to smell bad? But it doesn't because it's enclosed. Um, and there are other- How much systems. does it cost, the, the barrel, the thing that you use? Um, my mom got me mine off of Amazon um, like six years ago and I think it was $80. Oh, oh my gosh. Um, okay. Yeah. It, it, so, I mean, $80 is- for some people might not be, I mean, it might be cheap for some people. Maybe not. I always thought you were going to say $800. So <laughs> no, 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 it's not. And, and so that's $80 for the compost tumbler, but you can also make one uh, like with wood pallets. I know people make like a DIY, but I feel like the tumbler is easy. The, the wood pallet system, you know, you'd need to like 
take a shovel and like turn it yourself kind of thing. Um, there's vermicomposting with worms, like there's uh, Bokashi, there, there's lots of different kinds of composting and it's really fun to learn about. Um, but if you just are looking for the most basic thing, like the tumbler is super easy um, and yeah, just put the scraps in it. And it, what's cool is that it, it's reducing waste in such a huge way, because if you think about what's in your trash can, a lot of it is food. Totally. So like toilet paper rolls, you could put toilet paper rolls in there. Like a lot of it is food scraps, coffee grounds, um, eggshells, that type of thing. Um, and I think a lot of people think that when you, you know, like if you have a carrot and you throw it in the trash can and it goes to the landfill, it just biodegrades in the landfill, but it doesn't is the point that in the landfill, there's no oxygen that gets in. So you're, they're just compacting the trash really, really tight. So no oxygen can get inside. And so basically they're just kind of like crystallizing that carrot for eternity just stays a carrot. Like there've been times where they've gone through landfills and they've found like perfectly, uh, you know, like newspapers that are still in one piece and carrots that are in one piece. And like, um, so basically, to compost, you really need to have the air and ventilation going. So that's why it's really good to compost because it doesn't really biodegrade if you put it in the landfill. And I think that's like a common misconception. People are like, oh, it's a carrot. It's going to just, you know, turn back into dust or whatever. But um, but it doesn't. So. And then do you just keep like some kind of container in your kitchen until you're ready to throw it into the compost. I mean, I, I, this is really composting for dummies because I have no idea. So you just like put the the you put a container in the kitchen and cause like you, you so that everybody doesn't have to go outside every single time. Yes, um, we have a little um, stainless steel uh, container that has a lid on top. Um, that we put under the sink. Um, but before that, I just had like a glass bowl. I just took it out often enough that it was fine and not a problem. Um, but yeah, so you can fill it up inside. Usually we fill it up within the day and have to take it outside and dump it. Um, and then what happens to everything when once the compost is full? So the compost bin that I have, the, tum the tumbler kind, it has two compartments. And so we fill up one side and when that one's full, we fill up the other side. And so while one is being filled, the other one is doing its thing, breaking down, turning into compost. Um, and then, so when one is finished, you can empty it and use it in your garden, your backyard. You can just toss it if you don't want to garden or whatever, you can just throw it out back. Um, and then you start fresh again. So it's like... Wow. <laughs> Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> I know. I feel like my kids would love that. And I always say, oh, it's too much work, but maybe it's not. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't I think you should try it. I think you okay. should try it. <laughs> I, I might. And if I do, I, I will let you know. What about misconceptions about stuff that we all think that we're doing that is so good that maybe isn't as good? Like, you know, I know that there's a lot of misconceptions about recycling and everything. Um, is there anything that we're doing that isn't worth it? Oh, um, I think all is worth it. I think you should do everything that you can think of. You should just try. Um, I think, yeah, any small change is good. And I know recycling is not the best. Um, and this is another one of those things that people think that recycling is that you send it to the recycling, this plastic milk jug, and they're turning your plastic milk jug into another plastic milk jug and it's like you know the image is like a triangle and you think it's like right I'm gonna send it back and I'm gonna send it back and we're making all of these milk jugs 
but actually plastics uh, cannot be recycled like that. They're usually downcycled. So when you're sending your milk jug, it's usually being turned into carpet or like a gym floor. Um, and so it's just accumulating plastic. You're not really keeping a system going. It's just downgrading it and down, you know, downcycling it to something. Um, so that's why recycling plastic is not that great. It's still better than putting it in the trash can though. So I, I wouldn't tell people don't recycle anymore because it's you're downcycling. Well, downcycling, turning it to carpet is better than it going to the landfill um, because every piece of plastic that ever existed still exists today. It's like, it's not going away. Um, and so I think it's good to recycle. Um, obviously the better option would be to reuse if you can, um, but recycling, yeah. I'm not gonna tell anybody to not recycle, so. <laughs> okay, and if you were going to pick like three things that, you know, all of us, you wish all of us would do that aren't so crazy and aren't going to completely like change our lives. But if we said to you, Jesse, tell us three things right now as moms, as, you know, citizens, as humans of the planet, like what can we do um, that will really make an impact? What would you say? Well... <laughs> I think there's a lot of things you could do. Um, like I mentioned before, probably reducing your animal product consumption would be make, make the biggest impact. Um, and so it does not have to be all just something reducing it in some way that that's probably the biggest impact you can make. Um, but there's lots of other things that you can do. Um, you know, using a reusable water bottle or taking reusable bags to the grocery store. Um, just, Basically, I think the most important thing is to think that things are not disposable. Think reuse, can I repair this? Can I fix this? Do I need a new one? Um, you know, before, I always like to think, you know, if I'm, I'm gonna buy something new, give myself a couple of weeks before I buy it because do I really need it? Can I get by with something else that I already have? Do I have a friend that has one that they can give to me? Um, we have this uh, group called the Purchase Nothing Group in my town, which is basically a big community of people that post in there, hey, I have this I'm getting rid of, or I need this, can I have it? Um, and it's just keeping, you know, a system going where people are not buying new things, they're using what we already have. I got, um, you know, I gave away a coffee maker the other day that was in great shape, worked perfectly, I didn't need it, and so I gave it to someone. Someone else told me they had some sheets for a queen size bed, okay, can I have that? And I think it's just, we have to stop thinking new, new, new always and think, you know, what can I, what do I already have that I can use? What can I borrow from someone else? Um, and just, just thinking that, just changing the way we think, I think is the biggest thing that you can do. Um, it doesn't have to be, you know, composting or rushing out and buying the latest zero waste product. I think it's just changing the way that you think is the biggest mm -hmm. thing. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Yeah, we did stop using, uh, well, not using, but we stopped buying uh, plastic water bottles. 
we you know now we're using like the I don't know what is this called Contigo or whatever it is oh yeah um yeah and we we I stopped probably like I don't know it's maybe almost been a year now and I don't know what my kids are you know when they go out they might be using them or if we're out and I'm in a restaurant you know I purchase one or whatever but we we totally stopped and I mean it has felt really good to do that like to not you know and it's one thing we don't ever buy while we were I mean they were water bottles were like lining the bottoms of my of my car you know like the floor of my car because we were using so many of them and um yeah so that's you know again I'm not changing the world but that is one thing that I'm doing and it it does it feels so good I feel like you're a lot more uh sustainable than you think you are I don't know if you came over you probably wouldn't say that (laughs) I also drive an SUV and you know I mean there are certain things but the cost is one of those things that's really hard because it is like you said like the organic food and everything is really expensive um do you have any tips on how to not spend a fortune becoming eco-friendly um well I think I think sometimes there's an uh, an investment in the beginning for eco-friendly products because they're things that last um so for example like um a sustainable like a stainless steel safety razor, um, you know, the upfront cost might be expensive compared to a disposable razor, but it lasts forever. You're never going to throw that razor away. It's just, you just have one razor for the rest of your life. Um, and so I feel like that is tough because a lot of times we see the price tag up front. And we're like, are you serious? You know, a water bottle for $25, but then think about all the plastic water bottles that you bought that that really adds up. And so so one, so one way to think of it is that, yes, there's an initial investment, but you're saving in the long run. And then also, do you need it? Like the, the whole point about being sustainable, I don't think is buying sustainable products. I think it's just, just using what you have. And so a lot of it is just, you know, instead of buying a brand new stainless steel lunchbox, do you have a lunchbox already that you're using that is you've had for a very long time and it's still in working condition? just use it up. Just keep using it until it is like falling to pieces and then maybe invest in the fancy, you know, stainless steel thing. Um, but really just use what you have and that'll make sustainable living a lot more affordable, um, in that way. Um, so yeah, that's what I think. (laughs) Yeah. I think also when kids know why you're doing something like, you know, you want it, you want a new backpack. My kids don't get new backpacks every year now. I mean, they just, we just stopped. And it was also like a money thing. I was like, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. And now they just like don't even ask. And and if they ask certain things, I'm sort of like, you're, you're, there's so much waste. Like we're doing, so, we're wasting so much. I mean, if we really are like all of us, each of us making an impact on the planet, we ha- there are certain sacrifices we have to make. And there's other stuff that we won't sacrifice. But um, yeah, and I think also sometimes like my youngest son, you know, he gets all my older son's hand-me-downs. He thinks it's like the coolest thing that he's wearing his older brother's clothes, you know? (laughs) I mean, he does. He loves it. But I think it's also how you formulate it and how you explain it is, is a lot of the ways. And you know, and there's certain things like my kids love McDonald's. We we have not stopped going to McDonald's. Maybe we will one day. Maybe we won't. But like that just isn't on our list right now. Right. So. Well, for about the hand-me-downs thing, something I was thinking about that was that 
um, another good option is always buying secondhand. So it's cheaper that way too. And think about all the people that are buying a new book bag every single year and it's not worn out. It's still in great shape. Right. And they're selling it, you know, on Facebook marketplace or whatever. And so you're getting it at a discount and it's still in great shape. And so that's, that's sustainable, just buying secondhand. Um, And so yeah, just, yeah, there's like that thread up company now. Have you yeah. heard about that? It's almost like a stitch fix kind of, but like for secondhand stuff, it seems really cool. I haven't checked it out, but I want to. Yes, it's um all, yeah, secondhand clothing, which is nice because if you already know, like I like to wear Gap clothes. I wear this size and Gap. You can go on that website and type Gap this size and it'll show you all the clothes that are secondhand Gap that you can wear, um, right. which is really cool. Um, and it's sustainable and, and it's cheaper. So, um, yeah, I think, I think a lot of times we think of sustainability is like giving up. Like I, I don't get to have something when it can just be just changing the way you think about it. Like it's fun. We're, we're going to hunt for a new book bag. Like, can we find the purple secondhand book bag? Let's see. That's cool. So what are your favorite things that you do that are sustainable? I have to know. Oh gosh. Um, because you're like so passionate about it which is so cool I love that well I think it's just really fun I I mean I I I try not to take it too seriously because I can go down a rabbit hole and get you know dark and stormy about climate change and stuff but I just think it's really fun and so um someone was telling me the other day they were like you should write down like a diary what you do from when you wake up to when you go to bed like what, what are the things that you're trying to do all day that you're trying to live more sustainably, which I haven't done that yet, but, but I will, um, because yeah, I want to see that. Yeah. I think there's a lot of things a day that I do that I probably don't think that I'm doing that I do. Um, but so I don't know. I, I really like my, my, um, stainless steel safety razor. Um, I love it. And I, it was one of those things that I've tried some sustainable eco-friendly products and there's been like, a getting used to period or it's like it doesn't work as good as my non-eco-friendly thing but that one I was like why are we using disposable razors the this shave is way closer this is just way better I love it it's beautiful like oh I just I love it uh-huh. um, and I like composting obviously I I could nerd out about composting I think it's so cool and I think it's fun to find all the different things that you can compost that it just it just blows my mind. Um, and I just like seeing the huge impacts that it makes when you, when you're like, Oh, wow. You know, I don't have that much trash in my trash can because it was all food before. And so composting is one. Um, I mean, I just love trying new eco-friendly products. So I love when people are like, you know, what is, what natural deodorant do you like? I'm like, Oh, I could tell you several because I love trying different ones. You know, I'm not the type of person who's like, this is the only one I use. Um, I like to try different things, try different bamboo toothbrushes, try different soap bars and things like that. And so I love trying new eco-friendly products. And there's so many small businesses that are up and coming that are trying to be more eco-friendly. And and I think that's a big part of it too, is that you really have to support these small businesses that are trying to make an impact. Um, You know, voting with your dollar is a huge thing. So like when you go to Target and you see a brand that is you know, cruelty-free and phthalate-free, like choose that one and vote with your dollar that way. Be like, Target, we want to see these type of products here. You Target, we want to see the reusable water bottles. We don't want to see the plastic water bottles type of thing. 
I heard there's also if you shop through Amazon that there's like you could ask for eco-friendly packaging or something. Is that true? I haven't tried it, but I have heard that there's something about that, that you can say that you want eco-friendly packaging. I saw something too that you could say you wanted, like if people sent something back, like you could say you wanted the ones that people sent back. I don't know. Oh. Yeah, there's some kind of... I I hope that they're trying. Yeah, that would be awesome if if they're trying to do more. Um, And then I I obviously, other than following you, which is your Jesse at at Tiny Yellow Bungalow, um, tell people where else, like what resources for beginners and everything do you think we should all be checking out and following and... Um, Well, I have a blog, um, and so I have a lot of blog posts on there that are beginner friendly things like um, a room by room guide to zero waste. So you can be like, what do I do in the kitchen? What do I do in the bathroom? Oh, that's awesome. Wait, and that's tinyyellowbungalow.com? Yeah. Okay. Um, So I have a blog, but I have a lot of other blogging friends um, and Instagram accounts um, that I can let you know about um, that do the same type of thing that help people who are just starting out that want to be more sustainable, which I think is so fun because I feel like all my friends are like super nerdy into sustainability. And I think it's so fun when I meet people who are just learning about it because it's, yeah, there's just, there's just so many ways you can go into it. It doesn't have to be one thing. Yeah. I think there's so many people who do want to do it. There's like this whole, first of all, it seems very intimidating. It really does. I mean, it seems very intimidating. And when you're, I think when you're so busy and everything and you're looking for the easiest, you just assume that disposable is the easiest. Um, Yeah, but I, that, but that's definitely not always always the case. And I don't know, certain things have made my life easier that I didn't expect to. I love not having a gazillion water bottles all over my house all the time. <laughs> it's really great. <laughs> um, well, thank you. Is there anything else you want people to know or that you think that like people should know who are trying this for the first time? Uh, I don't think so. I think I've talked as much as I can about you know, nerding out about sustainability. Um, but like I said, you, y'all can always reach uh, reach me at my website or Instagram, Tiny Yellow Bungalow, because um, I like to talk about it. So if you're look, if you have a problem, like a sustainability problem, like you said, like you know, I'm trying to find a non paper towel, or I'm trying to, you know, we're thinking about using handkerchiefs. Help me out. Um, I like to help people, so you can always message me, um, and I can help you find what you need. Awesome. Thank you so much. I love what you're doing. I love following you on Instagram. I totally need to read up on your blog because I think that what you're doing is so great. And I'm so glad that people like you exist too. Like you're, you know, sometimes you think also people who are eco-friendly are going to be judgy to people who aren't. And you're so not like that. Like, I love that you're like, no, you try what you can and you don't try what you, you know, what you can't. And, you know, that way we don't feel... I don't know. We don't feel intimidated to do it, which is important. Yeah. Um, yeah, do it sustainable for you. Yes. I love that. Well, thank you so much. I hope everybody goes and follows you and they can find your um, your blog website, your um, social tags and everything um, on our uh, on the comments of this episode. And I'll put them on Instagram and they'll be in our email this Friday. So thank you so much, Jesse. <laughs> you, you have a great night. <laughs> you too. Bye and happy Earth Day. Okay, happy birthday! <laughs> yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.